and welcome to the All Japan Women's Destiny podcast. I'm your host, JD. Welcome to another episode as we go through the history of All Japan Women's Professional Wrestling through the classics episodes that you can find uh, on various places of the internet. I vastly encourage to follow along and learn and enjoy the history of this just awesome women's wrestling promotion of the past. This is a spin-off in conjunction with the Red Leaf Retrocast. That is the proper episode where these come from. It is myself and Kay running through the history of All Japan Women. And these episodes, we hope you enjoy our audio and our uh, discussions over the various wrestlers and the matches in which we go through the ages. If you like what you hear and you want more content, please consider checking out the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash redleafretrocast, all one word, where we also cover LLPW, K covers JD Star, various other uh, women's wrestling promotions of the past, and the project that the whole reason it exists is the Joshi 2010's journey, where we go through coming out of the dark ages of Joshi professional wrestling and really learning and having fun with wrestlers that we're very familiar with to this day to ones that we may have missed out on. I hope you enjoy the audio you're about to hear covering AJW. And if you want more, please, again, consider signing up to the Patreon and leaving us reviews over at iTunes, Spotify, and the like, all your favorite podcasting outlets in which you listen to AJW and the Redley Fletcher cast. Enjoy. And it's time for AJW Destiny, as in the All Japan Women's Classics section. Here we go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So eventually, <laughs> this will get on eventually. <laughs> uh, properly along with AJW Destiny. So this is kind of your All Japan Women Destiny podcast section. Uh, yeah, so you... the best, the good shit, as yeah. I call it. Yeah, yeah. So we've entered into the... 92 Grand Prix, yeah. Yes, 1992 Grand Prix. And what an anticipated tournament it is. And we started off with the sure June is. 21st, 1992 show. Uh, I didn't get the place this was at. Hold on. It looked like it was Corican. Trying to remember. I think it was Corican. Yeah, yeah, I know it was Corican because we saw a murder and the Corican guardrails were used in Oh, yeah. We're involved in said murder. So, yeah, it was definitely Corican. Let me see what fake attendance they tried to, to pose here. Like 2,500 or something. Let me see. Attendance that can't actually fit that building. Yeah, yeah, June, yeah sure. June 21st, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Corican Hall, the undercard. You ready for this? Boy. Bat Yoshinaga, Tomoko Watanabe defeat Akemi Torisu and Numata. 13 minutes. That sounds Jesus. horrible. That gets the people in the building, sure. Uh, trios match in the undercard. It's kind of see, it shows you where uh, some of these people are located on the card. Cynthia Moreno, poor girl. Ri Tamada, a rookie, essentially. And Suzuka yeah. Minami, 
boy, she gone. Oh boy. Yeah, she's gone. <laughs> she had her role to take on and defeat Miori Kamiya, rookie, Yumiko Hota, and Karu Ito. Fuck. Only, only two of those names belong that far down. God damn. 13 minutes. Uh, match Hota's in di- the opening section where she belongs. Yeah, a match we did see. Uh, which we'll get into, is Debbie Malenko and Mima Shimoda defeat Etsuko Mita and Terry Powers. Yes, that Terry Powers. Oh boy, as advertised. Yeah, there's a story behind her. I'll get to that in a second. A match I sought out but couldn't quite find was Mariko Yoshida versus Saki Hasegawa, a first-round Grand Prix match. 30-minute time limit draw this went to. I'm not sure how that would be. Explains uh, why a certain other match later on was not a draw. Uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> never never put it past the, the booking of old schoolness. <laughs> oh, no, but, you know. And then we got the top three matches, which was Aja Kong versus Bison Kimura, Japan Grand Prix match. Murder in progress. Uh, it was an actual murder that we witnessed. <laughs> Somebody died. They're dead. Uh, it's over. Their career ended, that's for sure. Akira Hokuto <laughs> and Bull Nakano took on Double Inouye, announced as such, I told you. I didn't disbelieve you. That was a certain <laughs> other podcast friend of ours okay. that said, oh, no, it was later. It's like, no, no, no. It was, uh, I mean, commentary called him double in a way. They were announced it was double in a way. And then four minutes before the draw, Toshio Yamada versus Minami Toyota main event Grand Prix match as well. Uh, this classics episode was excellent. Except for the one match. <laughs> no, well, 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 hold on. Uh, I would have I would have preferred watching the Yoshida Saki Hasegawa like clipped version of their draw for sure. Over Terry Power. Look, I was entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I was just appalled at how bad she was. So the story of Terry Powers getting into AJW is quite funny. And I mentioned this uh, on one of my LLPW shows on the Patreon, patreon.com slash readilyfretricast. So Terry Powers was uh, had history with the LLPW roster, namely from that Minnesota show, if you remember. Yeah, commentated by Jim Cornette. <laughs> yes. Very, oh my God, a trip. So LLPW uh, wanted to bring in Terry Powers as kind of their top gaijin, okay, along with Reggie Bennett. Uh, Reggie Bennett mm. took a little bit more time to get he in. He sure did, but she's good though. I like Reggie Bennett. And Terry Powers... Uh, was kind of top gaijin material. She has the look. She has the big hair. She's very strong. She's got a strong-looking body, demeanor about her. Do you deny her look, Kay? No, she looks the part, but can okay. she wrestle the but part? Ca- ah, so, so here's the $1,000 question. <laughs> <laughs> so AJW, uh, countering LLPW, offered her more money and brought her in for the summer to... Uh, get her some reps in and they had her in mind as kind of Debbie Malenko's uh, like sparring buddy, another gaijin to go in with Debbie Malenko. And when you first, when this match first gets started, like you get the idea behind it all. Okay. Sure. Sure. Debbie Malenko carried her to some good transitions that Terry Powers fucked up. So, <laughs> because well, so Terry Powers is no question green as grass. She's bad. She's just terrible. She can. Well, you're being very harsh on a green as grass person, Kay. How long has she been wrestling? Only like a year or two at this point. I feel like she would wrestle longer. No. She looks like she'd wrestled longer. No, 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 no. <laughs> she cares herself like she's wrestled longer. When did. Okay. How many matches did she have before AJW? 
the watch yeah. be like 30 or Hold some on. wild number like that. She debuted, which looks like in this can't be right. Date is say. Go ahead. Uh, it says she debuted in '88, had a had a few matches, and then her career started in '91. Ah, uh, so if she debuted then, it could be that cage match just does not have the user date. People didn't put in those dates because they can't find those. I found that out with another debut that debuted late. I think it was um yeah Ozaki I'm looking I'm Kuro. yeah yeah I'm they, looking they, they, I'm they looking yeah, yeah but I'm looking at another yeah. site other than Cage Match and it and it lists only a few like indie scattered indie matches. So for all intents and purposes, she has been wrestling like three years. She really she debuted in like she could have wrestled at smaller shows that didn't you know get covered. That's also possible, especially during the territory days. Well, the thing is, in the late '80s, Glow was over, like it wasn't happening, so she couldn't get work there wwf didn't have they they had dropped their women's program couldn't get work there wcw didn't have a women's division yet so couldn't get work there so there's no work it's just like scattered indies every once in a while getting like five matches in so i tend to lean more towards less than 20 matches over the course of 88 to 90 91 where we're talking about sure sure she's still she's still a terrible wrestler i think she's better so before uh we get to her AJW debut here in June. She had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches in her career. Becoming a full-time do you, wrestler. Do you, do you get the feeling that she carries herself and thinks herself more than that, though? Well, I get that feeling. She for looks her. like an American gladiator. She should carry herself that way. She didn't. She wrestles like a shit person, though. Who doesn't? Man, you're so harsh on Green as Grass Tori over here. Come on. <laughs> Listen, we know the story with her. I have a right to be shit on her. No, the story is she has the power of positive thinking. (laughs) On this match, she didn't. And she absolutely did. So she does a couple cool-ass power moves. And make no no mistake, that is my phrase of the podcast today. The crowd popped for her moves. Popped for two of them, not the third. I counted five. They loved watching the power display of Terry Powers. Now, I don't doubt that within like a few weeks or less, they will get sick of her and say, get out, you suck. <laughs> well, she sucked in this match. There was a few sequences where it looked like they were like um, Debbie was trying her damnedest to get her to go through this really good sequence. And Terry Powers on three different occasions just fucked it up. I mean, they, they, oh, okay. She so, dropped, she dropped, she dropped Debbie. She picked up Debbie and dropped Debbie in a position where she was not supposed to drop Debbie. What are you referencing? Did you not see the full match? I did. Didn't see the spot where she was supposed to, where she picked her up and Debbie was supposed to like kind of flip over away from her. Like the, kind of like the flip out spot. I think of somebody else. I, there was a spot where she was, it was clear that someone was supposed to flip out of the spot and she just dropped her before she could flip out. It was very clearly that was what was going on. Mm, maybe I don't remember. I'll believe you. Probably don't remember. I'm not I saying Terry Powers. I'm not saying. Hey, look. I I'm not laughed. saying Terry Powers botched anything. He did. I'm saying you're being a little harsh on <laughs> on power positive thinking, big powerhouse Terry Powers. I think you're just a fan of hers because she's LLPW. Well, she never actually wrestled for LLPW. She wrestled for LPWA. <laughs> Oh, right, right. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. She has more JWP background than LOPW, sir. 
I know, and she sucked there too. Well, she was a rookie. Why are you being so hard on rookies? This is this is the thing with some of you Joshi fans. I'm gonna throw you in there, Kay. You're so hard on rookies and like sophomores, where you expect greatness out of the gate. You need to you need to calm down and be realize that it takes time to develop. Okay, buddy. You're being uh-huh, really sure. harsh on Terry Powers. <laughs> now, if we get into 1993 she's and so she's still like the her. absolute look, if we get into 1993 and we see some Terry Powers a year from now and she's done jack shit and she's still this bad, then we can have a conversation. So, right so now, she's we'll she, she, a secret. I'll we'll show you a secret. I've seen her in JWP later on. She's bad. She doesn't get any better. I well, promise when we this. get to that point, you can go away. I will. I will totally be on board. But right now. <laughs> you can't be this harsh you, this early. You are so defensive of Terry Powers. This is, this is the greatest bit you've come up with so far. Who says it's a bit? I like what Terry Powers... She she absolutely... Look, you know, power positive know, thinking, Kay. But you're right, you're right, you're right. She is very mid, so it does fit in line with the portfolio. Not, hey, I'm not even wrestlers. saying she's mid yet. Oh, she's mid. I'm not even... Oh, so you're you're way more positive than uh, than before. Oh no, mid's still bad though. She's bad. She's mid on isn't the bad, bad. end it's of mid. mid. She's on the bad end of mid. She's like on the um, she's not the jungle Kiona mid, but she's kind of like the uh. So you're saying old, she's bid? She's like she's like old <laughs> Unagi before she got good bad mid. That's where she's at. She's like Unagi when she was botching all of her moves. Now you're Sorry, being harsh on rookie Unagi. What the hell? <laughs> You were a fan of her then too. You are absolutely, you are absolutely those Joshi fans. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Listen, Lord Ozaki told me she's bad. I'm watching Oz Academy now, so you know, have to praise, praise to the Lord Ozaki over there. I wonder if there's an Ozaki Terry Powers match. I, I don't think there is. I think Ozaki was would dirty her hands with such filthy, terrible wrestlers. There was a match out there in '91 of. <laughs> Itsuki Yamazaki, former Jumping Bomb Angels, uh-huh. teaming with Kandori, taking on uh-huh. Terry Powers and someone named Pink Cadillac. Yes, I know exactly who that is, and that's who is, ooh, boy. Who is Pink Cadillac? <laughs> I think it's a gaijin. Well, it's from Tampa, Florida. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think uh-huh. I've seen this match. I swear to God, I think I've seen. At least I've seen Pink Cadillac somewhere. I swear I have. I bet they're worse than Terry Powers. Just as bad. No way. Don't believe it. <laughs> yes way. There's an Eagle Sawai Terry Powers match <laughs> against Devil Masami and Harley Saito. That sounds awesome. Sounds like Terry Powers is the worst part of that match. <laughs> what are you talking about? I bet it's Harley Saito. Harley Saito probably sucks in that match. I bet Terry oh, Powers okay. I bet Terry Powers teaming with Reggie <laughs> Bennett versus Harley Saito and Miki Honda just ruled. That sounds awesome. Uh, now this is a bit. <laughs> Terry Powers and Reggie Bennett sounds like a great tag team that we need to see more of. I think Reggie Bennett's... I hope we we see it in AJW in the future. Bring him over, face LCO. That sounds like a fucking fantastic main event right there. Cork and Hall. You you keep your terrible wannabe matchups out of this, okay? You're so harsh to Terry Powers. All right. uh, Who does does Debbie Malenko eventually submit in this very (laughs) (laughs) mid-match? I think it's Mita. I think it was Mita, too. Because there's a point in time where Terry Powers tags out and just fucking nopes the entire match. There's parts which I think she was supposed to get involved and she just doesn't. She definitely does not know the AJW style and nor has the cardio no. for it. No. Nor she was I gassed exp- at the end. Well, I don't expect her to have the cardio for it, okay? She has to learn. People have to learn. You need to be more 
accepting of people needing to learn. I'm going to give you a bit of a shocking thing here. Debbie Malenko had the cardio for it, but she just wasn't able to get the style just yet. Terry Powers, why can't Terry Powers? Debbie Malenko's learning just fine. You were also very harsh on Debbie Malenko. Sir. Yeah, because she did. She she sucked at the style. She got she had the cardio for it. She just didn't know how to do the style. She was lost at times. That's okay. Well, I That's thought she was good in this match. Was, was good in this match. Her and Mito were, were pretty good. I liked I liked Mito. Terry Powers Power was bad this match. Terry Powers bad wrestler. Did you see the Malenko Mita like almost died falling off the turnbuckle as Shimoda and Terry Power were having a very awful clumsy brawl in the corner? Yes, yes, yes. I did. That was wild. Crazy this match was hilariously fun. I loved it. It was hilariously bad and fun. All right, bloodbath, murder. Good God, Aja Kong versus teammate, mind you. Oh, you wouldn't know that from this match. Bison Kimura, uh, Bison Kimura comes out like a unit as she is. She's ready to. Was she's ready to. Hyped up? Oh yeah, she's all ready to go to blows. Uh, flashback last year. In the Grand Prix, Bison Kimura systematically dis- dismantles Aja Kong and forces her to, uh, I think, a submit or it was a ref calling of basically a submission. Correct. I think it was one of the two. I think it was one of the two. I think you're right. But either way, it doesn't matter because I think that plays into Aja Kong coming this match in a foul mood. She was not in a good mood. You could just tell when she walked out. <laughs> so Aja Kong and Bison Kimura immediately go to blows. And they're just slapping and punching the shit out of each other. Uh, Kay, did you know wrestling is supposed to be a work? I sure did. Did this look like a work to you? It did not look like a work. <laughs> because at any point. Quite a few times. Quite a few times. It looked, I just called, like shoot punched the fuck out of her. Quite uh, a few times. She shoot punched her, yes. Because the Urkin that she hits uh, multiple times absolutely uh, connected with all her might. Uh, the punch. Uh, yes, and the in the mouth too because her mouth was bloody before her head was bloody uh yes so she gets a front tooth possibly two knocked out i believe the first uh hurricane or at least punch like an actual uppercut uh loosened a tooth causing her mouth just immediately gushing blood everywhere well yeah she like straight i don't if you told me Aja Kong came into this match and she hated Bison Kimura backstage and was just going to shoot on her, I'd 100% buy this because she, there was even when they got into the crowd brawling, she just took that barricade and just chucked it at her head. Oh, there was no regard Legit. for any sort of like working safety. It was, it, this oh, was, no. this was, in one way, I absolutely loved it. And in another way, I'm absolutely disgusted by it. Yeah, so that's I'm, kind of, of, my I'm of, too. of two fandom minds there. Uh, so I obviously love the there's heat of it, but this yeah. was definitely not. I don't think this is how the match was supposed to go. I just get the feeling this is not how it was supposed to be. I don't. She, I mean, she, this was their idea. I don't think this was supposed to get this way. I don't think Bison Kimura signs up for getting her head shoot punched in several times. Yeah, I, I believe it was one of the punts in the corner that Aja Kong laid into her face that finally knocked uh, the front tooth out. And Kimura was just a fucking match. It looked like she was in a straight-up kickboxing match. This looked like a more kickboxing match than anything that Bat Yoshinaga's ever been in. This reminded me, and this is probably a very stark reference to make, but this reminded me of what Yo- Yo- um, what Akiyasukawa's face looked like to an extent in the Yoshiko shoot. Oh, it was horrifying. 
Uh, she like that's why that's why i don't think this was a work i think she legitimately was trying to beat the hell out of her like shoot style like she must have pissed in her cornflakes or had some heat backstage like something happened i I don't i don't think so i think i think the booking was beat the fuck out of her and make it look as real as possible and aja kong only a few years into her career doesn't quite know how to hold back yet so i don't totally blame aja kong on this i kind of blame and it doesn't it, it would not surprise me if the Matsunagas or some of those dickheads oh, that run the yeah, place when make even it about look that real. That's I bet. I, I, yeah, you think they told Bison that because it didn't seem like Bison got the. Well, what's she on gonna that, do? Say no? I don't think she was told because at first it looked like she was trying to work the match normally with not shoot hits. While Aja was shoot hitting her in that exchange. Those exchanges were super odd because you had Bison doing the wrestling stuff, like the wrestling kind of slaps and kicks and stuff. But you had Aja just actually punching her, making contact. I think that was the the purpose of it all. And Bison Kimura, look, I like Bison Kimura's offense. It's a little limited. I think, um, unfortunately, we'll never know uh, until if we ever watch her JD Star stuff or we'll eventually get there with AJW when she eventually comes back. But we'll never know like how she could have developed into a uh, a more robust wrestler because her her move set is limited, but it was growing. Like everything points to it was growing. She was doing fucking su- she was suplexing Aja Kong. She had a T bone suplex. She tried a a German, but Kong like lands on her face. <laughs> like if if she wasn't getting enough headshots. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the reason why I don't think Bison maybe knew that this was going to happen was there was a genuine shock on her face when she got punched the second time. Well, I'd be I, shocked I, too if it like one landed way too hard and there was multiple. Uh, the thing so that like scared them. me so much was the headbutts Aja Kong was doing. Oh yeah, she was shoot headbutt. You could hear the smack. Uh, there was there was one like at the beginning when I thought Bicycle I was trying to see if Bicycle had lost a tooth or not, and her mouth is just bleeding profusely. And then all of a sudden she starts bleeding from the head, and that was right after you just hear this massive clunk, and you hear this just Cork and Hall just go, ah, oh! just disgusted with it. And Kimura is she's just bleeding all over Cork and Hall on the mat, and as and that Fu- was very bloody. Yeah, as future matches would hap- happen, they didn't really clean up the mat all that well because Hokuto's gear and and uh, Yamada's gear later were just stained with the blood left over by Kimura. Yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think the idea was that Matsunaga's probably had, hey, Aji, make this look real because they're marks for this shit. I just don't think Bison was told. Bison doesn't get nearly as shoot heavy. I, I think she tries to at some points. To get kind of get back into it, maybe out of out of anger, because she's being shot on, but it didn't at any point feel like Bison knew this was supposed to be a shoot like this because she was getting legit the shit kicked out of her, like punched in the face, the head kicked, stomped, having the guard, the little the silver guardrail thingy, just chucked right at her dome. Like it, that scared me when I saw that spot. Yeah, she had this big metal thing, just no regard for even the trainees next to her. Well, based on uh, what we yeah, based on what we know from like cranial damage and especially nowadays, uh, that there's two spots in particular you kind of point to because what happens is Bison Kimura in the match loses use of her arm, and I am led to believe it's her left arm specifically, mm-hmm. especially yeah, yeah. since uh, yeah. so it's it's either the guardrail spot that you speak of or that clunking headbutt like right at the beginning kind of where. She just loses use in her arm because nerve damage just she can't do, use it really anymore. 
and it's all kind of just instinct and trying to go. That's probably why later, like, the T-bone was mostly her right arm that she could go over, and luckily she's a built unit, so she can kind of do that. <laughs> but the German requires kind of both, and couldn't quite get her over. She was heavily uh, relying and on... And just landed right on her, too. Yeah. Like she no regards. And Kimura, for the remainder of the match, just so heavily relied on her right arm slap because she couldn't really do anything else except just take the shoot beating and and kind of fend for her life. So one side of my fandom is I fucking love this match. It's a bloodbath. All of my testosterone uh, was at its peak levels. Bison Kimura is awesome. Aja Kong is a beast. And on the other hand, I'm absolutely disgusted with AJW that they would allow something like this to happen. And it ended a co- ended ended the career for a time of one of my favorite wrestlers. Because she's so out I for wanna... the next two years. Yeah, I know. She's, she's out for a, a good while. And she's never the same wrestler either when she does come back. I, I want to point out one thing, and I think this might kind of go to why... If her giving the okay to do this, why she would just go so hard in it and then also not have any regard for any of the ring seconds. That was another thing. She was chucking shit and it was hitting the ring seconds while it was hitting Bison. So I've mentioned this before in passes, past episodes, but Aja Kong is uh, half race, right? She's half black, half Japanese. She had a lot of discrimination backstage. As the times were being half being mixed race, especially mixed black race, uh, was not good. You were just ostracized by everybody. You were treated as this this terrible person, this delinquent. All these things, these things that aren't right. Right. Her whole reason for starting, um, starting her promotion was based off of, not, of giving a place where that wasn't the case anymore. Which is why Carlos, uh, or Car- kind of blanking on names, uh, why she Amada. trained who she, um, yeah, Yamato, uh, yeah, why she trained her, right. She was our big first trainee. So for her to go to this hard and having no regard for the seconds as well, probably plays a little into that. Cause Oh, you're giving me the okay to just go wild. Well, fuck it. Then you're responsible for everything. And I hate all of you people anyways. Mm. Cause she did hate people. She did hate the people backstage. Like she's talking. Well, I'm in, sure she in did. Media Everybody did. <laughs> oh no. She hated everybody, including some of the wrestlers. Like she didn't have good relationships with a lot of them because of that. Well, I bet. I, I bet that's true. So I wouldn't be surprised well, if true. given the go ahead to do that. <laughs> yeah. If she have given the go ahead, she just didn't say, well, fuck it. I just hurt everybody. Who cares? Well, that's why she goes as hard as she does. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I, I think it's more along the lines of Matsunaga's we're booking it this way and they just, no, can't, no, I'm, they I'm, just I'm, don't I'm, say I'm, no. They can't. You know, I, I think they, they told her to go hard on it. Probably didn't tell Bison because Bison, I don't think, knew about <clears> this I think shit. they told her and she just had no choice. Because that, oh, no, that, that was the way. That was the way. You know this. That was just yes, how yes, they operated. Yes, yes, Mima Shimoda went that... out there for a sh- untrained shoot shoot fight against Bat Yoshinaga and got yeah, her face I only, crushed in. I, I only say this because it didn't seem like Bison was in the shooting back portion of things either. She did a little bit, but that wasn't until much later. At that point, she'd already kind of pretty much. I think you're just trying to. to I think you're. I think you're just trying to like find other reasons why something happened. I think we're. I think we're both kind of sitting. We're never going to actually know. No, that's the problem. It's tough to know. There's so much like backstage stuff. We'll just never know. All all we know is Aja Kong hated everybody back there, so I can fully believe her not giving. I don't think she hated by by Sakamura. (laughs) We don't fucking know that. Uh, Don't know that. Just because uh, they were a team together doesn't mean she hated see, her. 
Linus Asuka and, and fucking Jigusa Nagayo couldn't stand each other for many years. And they worked yeah, together still. Yeah, but they did first. <laughs> Not at first, but towards the tail end of them being a team, they'd know, they both have been on record saying they couldn't stand the other because yeah, they'd be together but they're all not going to, like, shoot, hurt each other. They don't hate it. I'm saying that just because they're teaming together and putting on this sort of happy facade doesn't exactly mean they get along backstage either. I know that. I'm not that ignorant. I'm just saying, like, you really have to hate someone to really beat them this bad. Yeah, that's why I think she probably hated Bison, because I know that why why go this hard? I don't think so. I think think this was a mess through and through. Again, I don't disagree with that. I think they probably told her to go out there and beat the fuck out of her, make it look good. The extent that she does it, I think, is way overdone. And I wouldn't be surprised if her hostilities towards the people backstage because of her race uh, didn't play in a part in how she was going about things. Well, I mean, I bet you this match had a lot to do with her not coming back to AJW. <laughs> oh, you don't think? <laughs> yeah. Kong wins with an armbar submission, of all things, to uh, really put over that how ruthless she is. She even keeps it on post-match. And then she pours water all over Kimura's arm. Uh, not the one she worked, by the way. And well, no, yeah. no, she did do that. Yeah, yeah, she did do it. And you just see the blood kind of wash away from the center of the mat. It's it's quite the visual. And then Kong gets the stick post match and says, "I want to meet you in the finals of this tournament." Maybe that was a a thing they were going for, but well, that didn't happen because Kimura's did. out of the tournament. She beat she her up is, that she bad. She's done. Yeah, she yeah. is absolutely also, done. Um, because I blanked on the names, the promotion RC that she started was was started because she wanted to get a place for people who are of her like yeah. descent, mixed race, that kind of place, and uh, that's why Ayaka Hamada was the first trainer. She the first big star she made because yeah. she was half Mexican, half so Japanese. Coming out of this match, who do you think's the favorite for the tournament winner? She, uh, I wonder if the baby it's you know Carlos Midori. Oh, she's not here yet. Um, it's it's Aja Kong. I mean, does Carlos it even Midori. have to go? Does it, go, <laughs> does it, does it have name. to even be said? Does it have to be said? Of course it's Aja Kong. Yeah. Akira Hokuto and Bull Nakano defeat Kyoko Inoue and Takako Inoue. Uh, the match went 16 minutes, 20 seconds. Hey, fucking good. Takako Inoue's got some sick new gear. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 we know she debuted this kid last show. Oh, Was it the same I made ones? a note that she had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same sport look here. I made note mm-hmm. that she had the sporty gear as opposed to her cutie Suzuki knockoff gear. Okay, well, fair yeah, which now makes sense why she switches to this because now she's part of a team that's you know with uh, Kyoko Inoue, who's not Cutie Suzuki as well. So it makes sense that she has matching sport like gear. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. Simple, effective, good tag match. No complaints. Bull hits a top rope leg drop uh, on Kyoko to win. Fair enough. No, I thought the match, excuse me. I thought the match was very good. Yeah, not much I, to I don't say know how about much it. to say outside of it. It was, it was, very, it was very good. Yeah, I mean, they they all hit their key moves. Crowd was into it. Takako looks great. Uh, she's right in the mix with these top four. Uh, maybe it's just how the booking of the show went, but uh, yeah, definitely check it out. I think it's like a... What would you give it? Like three and a half, four stars range? Yeah, I, I give it four. I give it four. Yeah. Okay, you're high. It's very, very good. You're on the high end. Not well, high as in... I mean, I wish I, w- I, wish I, was, I wish I was high, but you yeah. know. Grand Prix main event, Yamada versus Toyota. Ta- okay, I know you want to say... You have a lot to say, but take it away. Okay, so this is the, another match in the the storied rivalry of Yamada and Toyota, and this is the one that I I sort of pencil mark as sort of the the real big start of these two. And you'll see it in the post match when Manami cuts a promo. 
There's like a silence in the crowd too when she cuts the promo, which is kind of goes to the gravity of this. So before this, neither one of them could beat the other. It's constant time draws, right? This match had so many callbacks, and I think this was the first time I can think of that an AJW match had callbacks to other matches within this feud. I don't remember them ever really having this kind of callbacks where you have Minami Toyota go for the sort of suplex spot that she did with the cross arms across their, their stomach. Not not exactly the um, Japanese ocean suplex, but the reverse version of that. She goes for that spot, and that was the mat, that was the move that she used to almost beat her last time. Uh, Yamada kicks out of it. The moonsault spots, the, the first one hitting, the second one with the knees not hitting. Yamada kicking the crap out of her. The Japanese ocean suplex being hit, kicked out of JOC being reversed, a move that she had already she'd used to win the IWA belt. And just this match had so many everything from like the Yamada soup like kick, like almost super light kick to the face, to the dome of Monami Toyota, the one that also kind of had their last draw. That was a big moment that kind of stopped the match when the time came out. Just everything in this match built upon their other matches. And I think it goes to how good this rivalry is. The crowd was into every bit of this. You could tell that this crowd had seen their other matches and bit on every one of them. And I think this goes to show that why I think Manami Toyota is the GOAT is because of stuff like this. She was doing innovative things that weren't being done in at least AJW at the time, where she's putting together matches that have callbacks to other matches. And at the end, Yamato wins at a shock victory. The crowd was stunned. They popped for it, but then they went quiet as they kind of realized the gravity that finally, out of all of these matches these two have had so far, one of them got the victory. I do know this Monami Toyota promo, so I will read verbatim what I or what I can remember off the top of my head verbatim of this promo. <laughs> Monami Toyota says, "So one of us finally won, huh? No, I can't accept this. We were so I was so close to winning several times. Next time we win, I promise you, I will be the victor." I do remember, and memory serves, the next time I do meet, Monami Toyota is the victor. Okay. Trying to run off the top of my head. But they, they have this rivalry where neither of them can actually get a definitive like win over the other. One wins, the other wins, they go to draws. This is my favorite rivalry in all of wrestling. I love it so much. It was excellent. I think it's my favorite match between the two. Uh, and the fact the gravity of Yamada having the win instead of Toyota, I think, uh, has a lot of weight to it, especially considering Toyota won the Grand Prix in 1990. And uh, Yamada now has this leg up on her, I think, gives her a lot of pull and uh, gives her a bigger role in the tournament going forward. Like, where is she going to place? Who is she going to be against? Uh it built it basically essentially builds up another contender, and now Toyota is that baby face kind of coming from behind, uh, despite being a past winner. Super interesting, and it and it uh, kind of goes into a lot of different stories and uh, circumstances, as you mentioned. Uh, I love this match. I love the gory bomb reversal of the yeah. JOC. It was also callback. It was another callback yeah. to a move. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Super good. It's crazy because, again, I could be mistaken. And correct me if I am wrong. I don't think HW ever had matches like this where they were calling back to previous moves in previous matches. I mean, yes and no, but not not to the extent. Not that to this the extent. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I've heard, I remember them calling back to spots, like the sort of Sakusa stuff with uh, Dump. They call back to spots, but right. that was like that was like one or two spots, maybe that were like highlights of the previous match. This one they were calling back to exact sequences and moves. Well, we're seeing the evolution of style here. Uh, it, it, we're seeing structure to AGW matches as opposed to go go go. We're just spamming moves situation, which I mean, it's entertaining. You got to put it in the context of the time, and now we're seeing with people like Yamada versus Toyota. Uh, some Bull Nakano matches. Bull Nakano still suffers from that a little bit, but that's kind of the age she came from. Hokuto has developed a lot more structure to her matches, but she also kind of has that same uh, aspect to her matches. Like Kong and Kimura bring a different like brawling style. Kimura not anymore, obviously, unfortunately. But unfortunately. yeah, we're seeing an evolution to ring structure, ring style, uh, competitiveness, and overall just in-ring ability is also uh, evolving, which is really cool. So, do you want to know what the next match in these two's rivalry is? I don't. I want to keep it a surprise. Ooh, okay, okay. Because it's, it's, uh, mm, I can't wait. Yeah. I am not going to look that up. I like, uh, I like context and fun. <laughs> so, because I know, because I've rewatched this entire sequence of, of rivalry quite a few times. So, I know what the next match is. Yeah, uh, 1992 Grand Prix has me super invested. I hope we can find more of these matches uh, as we go through them. Um, okay, uh, I guess that's it for AJW.